challenges to remember that God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Welcome to today's version and edition of Say Yes to Spirit. My name is Tracy. And Leslie. And we get together every week simply to... Say yes to spirit. Is that the idea? And encourage you on your spiritual path. Encourage me on my spiritual path. Thank you, Tracy Brown. (laughs) I need a lot of encouragement today. Have I come to the right place? I think so. I think so. And every week on Say Yes to Spirit, we have a theme. And this week, our theme is work. It's a four-letter word. Did we think that through? Well, whether we thought it through or not, that's what we're doing. Better word. But before we get too much into our theme, we always try to connect the dots with our previous show, which was about prayer consciousness. And when we talked last time about prayer consciousness, we talked about where is our consciousness and do we change our own consciousness or others' consciousness when we pray? And just what state of mind or state of being are we in when we are in prayer? So I don't know. Leslie is the one who <laughs> likes to connect the dots. So uh, let's listen to our theme music and then we'll come back and connect. So connect the dots, connect the dots, Leslie, <laughs> between prayer consciousness and work. I'm still, I'm still enjoying my music, my my theme music. Okay, connect the dots to work and prayer consciousness. Last week there was a bit of a conversation about the two, um, or you know, I had a bit of conversation with myself about the two ideas of the different kinds of religions. And I would think on some level the idea of doing treatment or having to do the affirmations or having to pray to God in a certain way, I could conceive that as work. Jason's <laughs> got that face. I swear to God we need a camera. So I could see that as work. I could see that as hard. I could see that as cumbersome and that it should be easier. And why do I have to keep praying the same prayer? And why doesn't it just come easier? It's just a whole other topic. So it I can see that as work. And I could kind of become bitter. Yeah, because... Have you ever had a conversation about bitterness? Perhaps that's... Maybe that topic. should be next week's show. 
Well, it's just interesting because we're going to talk about work as profession and as career and all of that, and you're talking about work as burden and problem and challenge. And prayer as burdensome. Now, sad is that. That's pretty sad. Thank God I'm here. Perhaps by the end of the hour, I will think of prayer as a burden. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, is there anything more, else on connected no, dots? No, the connected dots. I think that's more than enough for <laughs> enough connected dots for today. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about work. Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit with Tracy and Leslie, and today our theme is work, um, not. Why work is so hard? <laughs> Not work as or a bad or worse, but work in terms of our profession and what the saying "yes to spirit" has to do with the the profession we select or the career we develop, and no matter what our career is or what profession we find ourselves in, the saying "yes to spirit." help us in any way. Or perhaps are are we doing something for a job that isn't necessarily our passion, but you know, our our um, paycheck might not equal who we how we like present ourselves in the world in terms of you had said something about how do we work spirit through through the experience of spirit and working that with our day-to-day lives. And maybe mm-hmm. it's not in the workplace, necessarily. Yeah, but, well, and so it's different than, what well, at least for me, I'm not making the equation in this conversation that our profession is our purpose. Ah, okay. That our purpose for being or our purpose in life may or may not have anything to do with what we do for the work we do for compensation. And it may or may not, the work that we do may or may not have anything to do with our passion, although I highly recommend that, <laughs> that people try to develop their their work world around something they have positive passion about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just in terms of work, like for um for one, for example, one of the things that kind of triggered this topic for me was in the Science of Mind in the back where Ernest Holmes has written Meditations for Self-Help. He has a quick meditation or quick affirmation, inspiration for my business and one for my profession and, and one for my affairs, like my affairs of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to read both in my business and my profession because I think they do relate to doing work in the world. What's the difference between my business and my profession? Um, well, let me read them and then, <laughs> then we can talk about that. All right. My business. My business is directed by divine intelligence. The all-knowing mind knows what to do and how to do it. I do not hinder but let it operate in my affairs. It prospers and directs me and controls my life. My affairs are managed by love and directed by wisdom. 
and they cannot fail to prosper and expand. My affairs are in his hands. So that's my business. And my profession, my profession is the activity of the great mind working through me. As such, it is a divine activity, and it constantly is in touch with reality. I am inspired in my work from on high with lofty ideals, and my thought is illumined by the all-knowing one. I am inspired. And so I don't get the difference. Well, and so it may, like for someone like me, who I own my own business, I'm self-employed, my business and my profession are the same. Okay. And the my business one um, could be that I could be someone else's employee, I guess. But I think about my business as more as, you know, the bigger, the whole enterprise. And my profession is the activity that I do, even though I might work for 10 different businesses along the way. But they could be one and the same. And you're self-employed as well, so it, it wouldn't seem like there was much of a difference. <laughs> Right, maybe so, maybe so. But there may be people listening who think of my business, and it's not really my business. It's, you know, the people who own the company's business, but my profession as an accountant oh, I see. is X, Y, or Z. Uh, my business, I work for 7-Eleven, but I'm the cashier in my business, or is my profession. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something you said, I think, earlier that talked about um, my work in the world, my work in the world. And that seems like really even different than my work in terms of my profession or my business in terms of how does my, and I guess is that what you're saying, purpose? So we're not talking about that. I keep coming back to that. I was going to say, you really don't want to talk about this. You just keep looking for I know. How else can I we could, take this? We I just could, don't want to focus I on I couldn't even think of a sentence earlier. Did you notice? I felt like I was having a stroke on the radio. Have you ever had a stroke before? my mind wouldn't form a Have sentence. Have you ever had a stroke before? No, but I Do can't know, talk about work. you don't know what it feels like to have a stroke. Oh, well, I've read or heard that you lose not a bit of your mind. A stroke, <laughs> or that you will ever I, know I what it feels like. I couldn't finish a sentence. Because I hate this topic. Okay, so <laughs> let's change the topic. What no, 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 no. I need, I need, we I need to change. talk about work. We can change the topic. Well, let's explore. I wonder why work, work, work. See, you like that word, work, because you have passion for your work. And I enjoy my work. What no, I do you at don't. the jail, I enjoy that. Oh, at the jail, you do. I do enjoy the jail. You don't think of it as work. I don't think of that as work. See, that's it. And I tried to name this, this <laughs> the theme something other than work. I tried to name I it career. To, I, I tried to name it profession. And you said, no, let's just name it work. I did because I want to push through this block I have. Hard is a four-letter word. Listeners, I apologize. <laughs> Leslie is doing her own therapy work through this show. She knows better. I, I I think other people can help from hearing me go through my process. See, because okay, so work. Do you think? Do you think 
I don't think I'm the only one that has a problem with the word work. No, or, but we've already done work. two shows on that. <laughs> <laughs> of how you hate the word work. And or, how it means that things work. have to be hard. Like people say, I'm going to work now. And then they just, like, you know, live for Friday when they don't have to work. So I'm not the only one that does that. I know that I have friends that will say they live for Friday when they get off work. Okay, so. So that's what I'm saying. What is that if about? If we were saying yes to spirit. Oh, okay, yes. What if what if we were? If, if, if I was. If we were saying yes to spirit. And I hate my work. What would, I don't think those two things can coexist. Saying yes to spirit and hating my work? Yes. Oh. I don't think they can really? coexist. Correct. Now, if I wasn't having a stroke, I could think that through. <laughs> I could have an opinion. I, You can't say yes to spirit and hate your work because if I'm saying yes to spirit, then I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not in any form of hate. Is that what you're saying? If you're saying yes to spirit and spirit is guiding your experience of the world, then, yeah, I think it would be really hard to go someplace every day and hate and say you hate it because either you would be looking for the blessing in it, you'd be looking for the good and, and claiming it and being in gratitude for it. You would be um, shifting your intention to have a different kind of work if you really were uncomfortable or didn't like it, and then you would be moving into something different. I don't think you can truly say yes to spirit and sustain hate or work for the for the job you have. And I'd just like to point out that hate is also a four-letter word. This could be a bit of a game. We could throughout the show how many words. Oh, it's we going to be a long, long. Oh, that is so entertaining. Um, so, okay. But I think there's a lot of people that are... I think there are a lot of people that, who say they hate, hate their, their job. job. And then they go to church on Sunday and they give high holy praise. And then on Monday, <laughs> they hate to go to work. So, but they're not saying yes to spirit. They're not saying yes to spirit expressing in and in their life as them and through them. Maybe six days a week, well, maybe five days a week since you said they live for Friday. And then Friday night they go out and they get drunk. That's really saying oh, yes to Oh, that's not my That's friend. really saying yes to spirit. No, my friend's drunk every night. Um, <laughs> but now I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a person who works for a law firm. And she's, a, I think, like, not a lawyer, but, a, you know, a, a lawyer ex. What are those called? Paralegal. Paralegal, thank you. And... Um, she will talk all the time about hating her job, and and I have tried to refocus her on seeing her job as a paycheck. She likes the paycheck. It's a very nicely paying job, and she has a small child, and so she enjoys the money that she can travel and do things with the money. So I encourage her to look at the job as a means to an end of getting the money that allows her to live the life that she wants with her family. Yeah. So, would that be saying yes to spirit if she just reframes it? But I think she still hates it, so I guess not. So you're saying I can't hate anything and be saying yes to spirit. 
not in a sustained, ongoing, all the time way. You could have a very strong re- You could be living your life in a way that says yes to spirit, and and you're having a, you are still a human being, right? So things can make you angry, things can make you scared, things can make you upset, but you can't sustain that if you are living your life in a way where you say yes to spirit, because you can't stay, you can't be in both places at the same time. And name the two places again, hate and saying yes to spirit, or two places? Well, yeah, hate and love. I hate my life, I love my life. I I can't say I love my life, but I hate my job, because, you know, our jobs, our professions, our work, the work we do in the world is, consumes probably more time than just about anything else other than sleeping. And actually, most of us spend more time in our work world than we do sleeping because we are very sleep-deprived nation. Right. You know, people running around four hours of sleep or six hours of sleep, night after night after night, and they work eight, ten, or twelve hours a day. Right. Most of us spend more time at work than we do do sleeping. And... So if I'm saying yes to spirit, if I'm living my life in a way that says yes to spirit, I know that um, my life is unfolding exactly as it should. I know that I can have anything I want, and, you know, I get to design. I get to influence what happens in my life. I'm not a victim. The universe is on my side, and God's got my back. So if I really am in a job that isn't fulfilling for me, I would be claiming what I want, not complaining about what I have. In order to change the energy. So I would assume then that she could, my friend who's hypothetical, um, could, I'm not really talking about myself, really I'm not actually this time, but she could change her thinking. Would it cause her to love her job? Maybe not. But it would cause her to... It's not about loving the job. It's about loving your life and how you're expressing and how you're showing up. So if she would love if she loved herself, she would be able to reframe her her interaction with the job, kind of like what you said. I love this job because it provides me the opportunity to do A, B, C, and D: feed my child, go on nice vacations. Um, feel confident that my insurance needs, you know, my health right. needs are cared for. And because of that, I love it. I don't, and that doesn't mean she loves all the tasks, but she wouldn't be talking about what she doesn't like. She'd be talking about what she does like, why she's chosen to stay in that type of job. Because being led by spirit, saying yes to spirit, means you're saying yes to life and yes to what's in your life and yes to how the world unfolds. And that would you just that that's the trick to me. That it would be if asked if asked, she might say, that's eh, not a very fulfilling job. But it wouldn't be a constant mantra, I hate my job. There would be a way to be in, in, in an employment situation where it's not my favorite thing but I'm focusing on the good that it gives me, the reason that I stay, and, you know, I'm making a bit of a game of it. Or I'm looking for 
let's say that what I really want to do, which what she really wants to do, is kind of connect to people and be more interactive in kind of a mentoring kind of way with people. So she could look for those opportunities in her workplace. Or in her community, or on the weekends, or whenever, to focus on something more more aligned of what she quote unquote wants to do. Right. But there there are no victims here when you well, are saying yes to spirit. Oh, no, there's not a can at all. Ever. There are no victims when you're saying yes to spirit. That's too long for a bumper sticker, isn't it? There are no victims when I'm saying yes to spirit. So if I'm feeling like a victim in my having to work and being bitter about it, then I am out of alignment. So that would be an indicator. That could be an indicator. I like that. CMI, I like that. I did talk to the, the women in the jail this morning about the concept of what my language is, tells me, gives me an indication of what my level of spirituality is. If I'm going around and focusing on, you know, the, the not so good and finding myself irritable and cutting other people off when they're talking and not being supportive, that that's a reflection of my spiritual program, my spiritual life. And so if I'm constantly going around saying I don't like my job, I live for the weekends or I live for that 505 glass of wine, then uh, that would be an indication of my spiritual life. Is there... I guess at some point we have to wonder, is there a separation really between a spiritual life and a work life? Or if we're really saying yes to spirit, as you're saying, there's no separation. Did there's you say no that separation. like 20 minutes ago and I'm just now catching up? But I had to come full circle. And I feel better for having gone through the process. If I had just jumped in and agreed, I wouldn't feel quite so so, so, so fulfilled with the full understanding of it. You're saying, all past the time. <laughs> All sometimes all experiences. Sometimes they go in and out, <laughs> in and out, and all the way around the barn, but all pass, pass eventually to God. And as so Oldernish Holmes, the founder, we call him the founder of Science and Mind. Is that the official founder, creator, thinker, founder? Wow, he made up a meditation. Well, in the in the textbook, there are just I don't know, maybe forty pages of of they're called meditations for self help. They're not guided meditations like we think of long guided meditations. Right. They're more like little poems or or and what I well you heard I read two of them. I mean, one of them was six lines long, and one of them was four or five lines long. And if I took that, if I read that and then took that into meditation or, you know, read it three, four, five times and then quietly contemplated in meditation, what is the meaning of that for me? That I think that's why that section is called Meditations for Self-Help. That I can help myself by reading this and then contemplating, what does that mean in my life? Right. I don't need someone else you know, guide me in the meditation. I can do it myself. And I'm just wondering, 12-step programs talk a lot about um, resentful or bitterness, which I think must be a topic, um, that you, uh, against someone that you 
say a prayer for 30 days for that person to have everything that you want. Yes, it's kind of tricky. So I'm wondering if there's some sort of something that I could take into meditation or prayer that I could do for 30 days that would kind of shift that that angst that I have around work. And if we can think of it, then see, I will also share it with my friend. Because I am not the only one. Yeah, but see, there, I'm just feeling it as two very different things. You just have a, an overall, like, I can't even think of a word <laughs> that it, you have an overall aversion oh, that's to good. the word yeah, work. Yeah, And the definition that you give the word work it yes. is hard and it's, it's, you know, it's like something that you should never want to do and it's hard and it's, Difficult and it takes discipline and you know you have all of this feeling about it that has nothing to do with any particular task or career or if anything that you just react to the word work, whereas your friend is reacting to I hate my job. Job. Oh right. She's not saying that she never wants to do anything any kind of work, she just right. doesn't like the job, job she has, the package that the work that she likes doing the work probably, becoming when she became a paralegal, the interesting part of it. Right. But having to do it as a job with somebody else's rules on their time schedule. Right. And the people and, that and not she interacting with, with right. enough people in the way she wants to interact with people. So it's a job, which would be a three-letter word. So I'm confusing the concept of job with work. Well, and she I'm may not like the work that she's doing, but she's reacting to the, to the, job. the structure of the job and yes, the task. I get you. And you're reacting to the word work. It work. doesn't matter what the tasks are. Right. Or what the job is. Or right. what the company is. Right. Right. So the 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 solution or the response that might shift your feeling and emotion around work would be really different than what would shift her to appreciating her job. Right. So so okay, so let's do both things. Well, let's take a break and then we can come back after the break and decide which one to do first. I say me. (laughs) Okay, listeners, hang with us. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit. And today our theme is work. Are you waiting for me to say it so I can get over my aversion? You know, I have done aversion therapy as a therapist. And you have to kind of be exposed to the idea that you're having the aversion to over and over again. Maybe I should, like, say work 70 times a day for seven days or something. Because we were going to try to fix me first, weren't we? Like in like a meditation or something. Should we not try to fix me? Actually, I'm thinking you might be converting me to thinking that this is work and this is so hard. And I'm getting a headache. And I don't want to do this because I'm having to work too hard. So how do we shift that? Whatever it is, and it's my aversion is to the word work, but people have aversions to the thing. You just decide, Leslie. I just decide? You just decide. That's all. Do you, oh, no, see. So the 12-step thing was, you know, three frogs on the, on the log and two decide to jump off. How many are left? Because you just decide. You just decide nothing, that nothing you are going to define it differently. And then every time you use it, you use the new definition. So I just decide. I just choose. Is that another way to say decide? Change your thinking, change your life. <laughs> now that's familiar. Change your thinking, change your life. Change your thinking about the definition of work. And then you will begin to see it everywhere you go. And you will take on your different responsibilities. And in fact, you know what you could do? What's that do, Tracy Brown, practitioner? You can, no, this is not practitioner, because if I was giving you practitioner advice, I would just take you. Be kinder? No, I would just be taking you to spiritual reference. I wouldn't be taking you to practice, well, it would be practical, but I wouldn't be taking you to where I'm going to take you. Okay. So, um, So, you know what I would challenge you to do? Okay, an opportunity. I would challenge you to write down 10 things Ooh. that you have done in the last week that you enjoyed that related to generating income. My job. Job. <laughs> but I have I'm, several little part-time things that I do. Right, but tasks, actual oh, tasks okay. that you have done. Because when you and write down just 10 things that you have done that were related to generating revenue that I enjoyed that you enjoyed I that see. you did that you did well that you got satisfaction from okay and then you real then you also after you write that down you said I really enjoyed this and this is work this is what work is then I connect that to the work to the word work when I was meeting with the women at the jail and we did blah, blah, blah exercise, that had real impact, and I felt so good after it. I love the way, the work that I do in the world. I got it. So I associate the good with the word that I don't like, or that I have the aversion to. Yeah, same thing. And I feel absolutely compelled to say the word word. So does the word, word love. Word has four letters. Oh. So does the word love. Oh, it does. It does love. 
So does the word give. This now that's a show. Four oh, letter four words. letter words. That is a show. Four letter words. Okay, so so I'm going to go back. I'm going to associate positive things with the word that I don't like. Now that would be a good thing. And you're not going to be making it up. It's going to be actual, real, actual, real things. things. Right. That I can reflect actual, on. Actual, real things. That's redundant. That's good. You having a stroke? <laughs> no, we don't play. We don't even joke about that. In my family. <laughs> oh yeah. Family history. We uh, don't joke about no, that. No, but we don't think about that. We don't claim it in any way. We don't attract it. So now, now fix my friend who seems to have a difficulty with her with her job. She hasn't asked to be fixed. She likes complaining about her job. Well, you just don't want her to complain <laughs> about her job because you don't want to hear it. No, I, I think she'd like to not. I think you she'd think like to. What would she talk about if she didn't complain about her job? Well, that would free up a lot of time. <laughs> so... <laughs> You don't do any. You can't do anything because she's not complaining about, about the fact that she's complaining about her job. <laughs> her life, and that, that is, is the way That's perfect. Now, if she were to say to you, Leslie, I'm just sick and tired of hating my being job. Sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, as they say. You know that that might create a little bit of an opening, but. Um, my guess is that, at least by the way you share the information, it's like a, a good friend of mine who that complaining is her way of talking. Yes, it's very conversational. So, right. And she really, I even tested it a few times, not close together, but like a year, year and a half apart to just kind of test the waters to see if she was in a different place where for a whole conversation, like over lunch and, you know, before lunch, during lunch, after lunch, everything was a complaint or criticism. And so I just decided, well, I'll play with this and see. Now we're talking about one of your friends? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Did and you say that? We're talking about one of your friends now? Yeah. I missed that part. Okay, yeah. go ahead. And, I, you know, and so I would just do things like, hmm, well, I wonder if there's any way that could be different. And she was sure, no, there's no way that could ever change. It's like, you know, <laughs> that's how it is. And, hmm, well, that's really interesting. You know, you don't seem really happy with that. What would make you happy? And she literally could not express what would make her happy. And then I, you know, would say, no, no, really, what would make you happy in that job, in that environment? Right. And she's like, well, nothing there. I would have to, like, quit that job and be unemployed for a year maybe and go back to school. And, I mean, and this is somebody who's got lots of experience, very bright, could work could work for probably lots of other companies, um, but wouldn't even think to look for a job because any place, every place else is going to be just like this. And saying yes to spirit 
I can see that that complaining, which I do, oh gosh, is not in alignment with saying yes, saying yes, spirit would, would see that silver lining, would see the good, would see the... Would be looking, looking for, for the for good. good. Even, you know, if, so the good is not always right in front of us. Right. In our, what we see with our human eyes. And, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, it's nice to see with the eye behind the eye and, you know, kind of the, the observer eye. Okay. Yes. But in, in, in human form, things that are tough, bad, scary are, are, happen. My life. And that's what's right in front of us. <laughs> right. But when we are living in a way that represents and demonstrates that we are saying yes to spirit, we know that there's something bigger than just this one thing or this one conversation or this one situation. We know that. Right. And so we can't sustain, we can't stay in a sustained place. Right. So it's not if someone, like, you know, if someone, I can't even think of a good example right in the moment, but if something happened to me or around me and I was really stressed about it, I wouldn't want somebody to turn to me and say, well, you're a licensed practitioner. You're not ever supposed to you know, be upset or scared or angry. It's like, no, I'm a human being. I'm going to have all of those experiences. But I'm not going to be there. If you talk to me a day from now or a week from now, right? I'm, or a month from now, you know, depending on how big the issue is, right? I am not going to be in a place where all of my energy is going to hating this that happened, conquering this whatever happened, fighting whatever happened because that's I'm just feeding negative energy to negative things. Right. And I can't be that's not saying yes to spirit. So having a consciousness, which we talked about recently, uh, of saying yes to spirit would would pull me out of that um sort of spiral spiraling yeah, if you're going to spiral instead of spiral down, you'll start spiraling up. Not just in what you say, not just in what you think, but also in what you manifest. And it was interesting. I was having a coffee. What are you like? Just saying, oh, this should be recorded. That was good. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is being recorded. You like? You like what you said? Yeah. There, trying yeah, to go we, back and listen. Could we put it on a bumper sticker? I think it was too long. No, I think it was too long. I do like that word manifestation. I was having lunch today with a friend, and I said um, something about at the end of our time together, we both kind of affirmed that it was such a positive lunch because we were talking about the God in me, seeing the God in you, and the concept of you know planting spiritual seeds. And we just were talking in a very kind of spiritual term, and I realized that I had been kind of blah, perhaps before that period of time, and then I had that little window of about 45 minutes with her, and then as I was thinking about going into my really awful, terrible, difficult day ahead after that, <laughs> I was leaving her, and we were saying, we need to do this more often, and then I said, you know, 
I do this radio show with my friend Tracy Brown. I said it's such a powerful thing because we have these conversations that remind me about what is important and what is real, and it takes me out of the muck and murk, and it pulls me back into the truth of who I am. And it's almost like I need to have so many kind of programmed rituals or, you know, predetermined or predefined little shots in the arm. And yeah. um, I guess that would be kind of part of a spiritual practice idea. But That is a spiritual practice idea. The last time I was, um, well, not the last time. Well, yeah, the last time that I was at the center on um, a Wednesday night, the most recent time. The Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas. Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas. Sorry, and not the last time, but the most recent time. Yes, there we go. That I was there um, for um, an event for a service that was like a meditation service that we have once a month. And someone who is a regular member saw me and, you know, I said, why are you here? And I said, I'm here for this service. And they're like, oh, are you leading it? And it's like, no, actually, I come every month to this service, and I have led a prayer one time in the last, once or twice in the last three years. But I come because it is a part of my spiritual practice, and I get to be in the service and not not worry about am I in charge? And is everybody else taking care of? Right, right, all the details. (laughs) And I get to just come in and relax. And it is a part of my spiritual practice to, unless I'm out of town, you know, or it's something really, really, I can't schedule any other time, I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. And it's that Wednesday night that once a month, but it's that Wednesday night class, the same thing. Even the months when I'm not leading the Wednesday night class, I go almost always on Wednesday night, no matter who's leading the class and no matter what the topic is, because it gives me a check-in point. Right, that midweek. Yeah, if you know, my week is really busy, and most weeks are. They're not all ever the same, but they're all almost always busy. And it's that habit, so that I don't get so caught up. And it's not because I have to. And that was the conversation I had with this other member, because it was kind of like the implication of what well, you you know you're in leadership, and you have you you have to be there, right? That sounds like work. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't have to be here. I choose to be here because it's my job. It's my job to keep that focus right. on how do I express, not how do I show up for other people, but how am I nurturing my connection with spirit? How am I saying yes to spirit so that I can live my life in that way and not get caught up in the craziness of humanity. And making some conscious choices to to put those in your date book. 
Yes, I said it's on my calendar. So on your calendar, and yeah. you go whether you know you really feel like going at that moment or not. You get yourself and go. Yeah, you know it was really hilarious. Um, the same day that I re- that I was referring to that particular day, I had had a really really busy day. I around five o'clock was thinking. Maybe I won't go. I don't have to go. I don't have to, right. Maybe I won't go. I go all the time, but, you know, and I I just don't think I'll go because I want to have a nice dinner, relax, and then there are a couple other things I really want to get done today. That was about between 5 o'clock and 5.05. At 5.18, the electricity at my house went out because of the transformer blew somewhere in oh, the neighborhood. Funny. And I was like, Oh, okay, well if I'm gonna be sitting around with candlelight <laughs> right. I might as well be sitting <laughs> at church in candlelight Candle with nice music playing and meditation. And air conditioning. Well, I hadn't even thought about air conditioning, but um you know, or he, I hadn't thought about that. And, you know, when I called to report to the outage, the recording was like, oh, we expect that your electricity will be turned back on no later than 8 p.m. Well, of course, if I went to the meditation service, it was from 7 to 8, and I would get back home 8, 30. So I'm like, okay, this is very funny like the universe has a I love sense that. of humor. Oh, I love that. So I, yeah, took a shower, changed clothes, walked out the door, and went to the, you know. But I, normally I go anyway, and I don't look for an excuse uh-huh. not to go. But I did laugh. Just the idea of me thinking about not going. Right. And, you know, there there is an interesting thing, I think, that when our when we set up those rituals or those routines, it is almost as if we're in some sort of sacred contract with spirit, and spirit will kind of work with us to, um, you know, allow <laughs> us to keep our con- our contract, right? Right. And, um, you know, you, speaking about kind of each day and how we set that out, one of the things that we always do with the women is journaling and setting up different things to journal about with the women in the jail and, the thing for one week we picked was to journal about the seeds we planted that day in our actions and our words and our thoughts. And so I can remember this one girl talking about how she had read a book, totally a secular book, is that a non-religious book? Is that the word secular mean? Mm-hmm. Very good. In a secular book that had actually been written by a woman that had been incarcerated for 17 years interestingly enough, and she talked about how she was planting seeds in her life that would bloom when she got out. She would Mm -hmm. have kind of this harvest kind of thing going for herself. But this young girl, when she determined a way to be able to really look at consciously what she planted each day, she said it caused her to see that really when when she was aware of being aware, Mm -hmm. that that was really all it took to do the right thing. That it was when she became, as she said, when I went to sleep, when my mind went to sleep, and she termed it in my, when my mind went to sleep, then that's when I could, you know, 
start getting into gossip or fear or anger. And I thought that was so interesting when I'm just aware that I'm aware. I like that phrase. Uh-huh. Yeah, be aware that you're aware. Um, and I agree with her. That's that's a lot of wisdom. I, I do the same thing. I'll realize I'm in a conversation with someone, and there are certain people who, because I'm very relaxed around them and I'm not really paying attention to my energy or my thoughts, right. and next thing I know, yeah, we're gossiping or we're criticizing people who, you know, they're doing what they do, and it doesn't even really affect me directly. I should have no opinion. I actually have no opinion whether they're doing what they are doing right or wrong or up or down or left or right because it doesn't directly affect me. Right. And here I am in a conversation. Yeah, I can't believe she did that. And, well, I just don't know what she was thinking about it. And I don't see how that's going to work. Well, you know what? It's not my job to see how it's going to work. Think about how much less time we, or more time we'd have if all those kind of conversations went away, if we became aware of that. I would personally love that. <laughs> I would. I would love that. And I think part of it is a lot of times for me, I, especially when I'm in a group, I'm actually most of the time more conscious and, and try not to get hooked by other people's actions or reactions. Right. And so, and you've been in a few groups or meetings or things where there have been a lot of other people. And I'm listening, but I really don't have much to say. And a lot of that's because I start asking myself, is it kind? You know, if I'm thinking of what I'm going to say, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it adding something to this conversation that someone else has not said? I don't need to say it if two other people have already made that point. Uh-huh. And and so I sometimes I laugh because people will be like, Well Tracy, you haven't said anything. Yeah. I mean there's nothing wrong. I just don't have anything to add or you all are talking about things that I just don't want to get caught up in. I have a friend that would say she'd always ask herself, does it need to be said? Mm-hmm. Does it need to be said by me? Mm-hmm. And does it need to be said now? So that's kind of the same kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's really, if we applied that more. I would never speak. <laughs> How do you know? Give or take. It would be a lot less going on. I just can't imagine you applying any of that. Because, <laughs> you know, of course it needs to be said by me if I'm thinking it. If I'm thinking it. And all of this applies to my job. See, now, if I use the word job, I can talk about it. Three-letter word. Yeah, a few minutes ago, I was like, we are so off topic. But <laughs> I was trying. I, will. I was trying to read that. So if you listen to us regularly, you know that most of the time we stay pretty much on topic. But today it was just a topic name to get us to talk about whatever we talked about because that's how it works sometimes. That's how spirit works. But I, but but there is a lot to be said with the idea, I think, of, and you said this, in terms of if I'm saying yes to spirit, I'm not going to be staying very long in a situation that I don't 
see the benefit of, I don't see the good in, you know, if I'm constantly... I'm either going to shift and see the good in it, right. or see the benefit, and focus on that. Right. So okay. I get more of that, right. whether it's in this job, or this place, or somewhere else. Or I'm going to shift to what I want. And the more I think about what I want, that could happen in the same place where I'm working now, or it could happen somewhere else. So the job itself doesn't have to change. It's a change within me. And then if I change within me, that could eventually end up in a job change. But, you know, as... Well, we both know people... I'm sorry, I just cut you off. Oh, no, I was just saying, you know, you change yourself, myself within, and everything without changes. We both know people who have been in jobs and or relationships. And when they started focusing on what they want and what's good, the relationship ends. Does that mean? Well, I was going to say <laughs> they stay in the same relationship, and it's a miracle that that partner changed. Oh, they stay yeah, right, right. Because right. they focused on the good. And as a therapist, I know you've done this. You've given clients the assignment of, you know, just remember why you liked Fred to begin with, right? And then <laughs> praise Fred when Fred does things <laughs> that you like, uh-huh. not as a manipulation. But you're beginning to re-notice what right. you like about Fred. Right. And Fred feels that love and acknowledgement. And so Fred does more things that he knows you will love and acknowledge, whether it's the exact thing you complimented or commented on or not. Right. And all of a sudden, a month later or six months later, you're like, we were going through such a hard time six months ago, but you know, we're talking to each other now, and everything is so beautiful, and I can spend another 15 years with this person. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the same thing happens with jobs, it, and it's the law of attraction. Right. It's cause and effect. Right. It's all of that showing up because we get what we focus on. And there was a, a storyline or a piece of a segment in The Secret, the movie The Secret, that had a a guy in there that really hated his job and had people around him all the time that were being negative and he started really working the law of attraction in terms of thinking he had a wonderful workplace and he loved his workplace and it was safe and it was nurturing and within a matter of weeks the two or three people that were really the negative ninnies were all transferred out somewhere else. Yep. And so he actually, you know, manifested this shift within the external circumstance of his workplace simply by shifting how he thought of his workplace. Right. And it has to happen. If you're focused on the positive, if you're focused on the type of environment you want, even though where you are right now does not seem to reflect that, instead of complaining, right, focus on and imagine and visualize what it is you want the universe always says yes. And right. you will either be created where you are or you will move. Or you will be taken out of this situation. Right. And there is some caution about that. I mean, you know, because you can be you taken can be out in a lot of different <laughs> ways. But that's why you focus on what yes. you want. Because if that's what it takes to get you into the environment that you keep visualizing, then you get called in and you are laid off with no notice 
or fire, then if you're saying yes to spirit, you immediately know. Well, maybe not immediately, but you very quickly know. <laughs> well, of course, this is just part of me getting to the environment that I've been visualizing. Right. This is a blessing. Right. And But if you stop at that point and say, this is the worst thing that happened now, it's a crisis, it's, I, can, I don't know what I'm going to do, and you completely let go yeah, the fear. of the vision of what you wanted, and then you start building all of this massive energy around the fear and the negative and all of that, then you just get more and more of that. Right. It's so simple that it's hard. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's simple. It's so simple. Yeah, simple to understand, and it can be challenging to do, but the more you do it, the more you build the muscle. True that. True that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just like a muscle. And um, a friend of mine said the other day that the opposite of love is not hate, it's fear. Fear. And fear is, you say it, I'll feel better. I don't like it. Fear is poor letter. Word. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say fear is false evidence appearing real, and it's like I don't like that, so I don't. You don't like say that? Oh, no, I just. Yeah, I, I do like that. that. I do like that. No, let's just say fear is a four-letter word. word. Yes, yes, yes. And, and that's going to be our theme for the next show: <laughs> four-letter words. And I'm not sure how that's going to go. But we most of the time have no idea how it's going to go. So we can talk about four-letter words that we don't like and four-letter words that yes. we like. So like is a four-letter word. This is crazy! <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that's having fun, but I'm really having fun, which is a And if you're word. having fun, join us next time on Say Yes to Spirit. But our time really is just about, just about up. Any spiritual practices? The idea of setting a ritual, setting some sort of, I really do think that's a powerful, powerful thing to set a real specific time to do the spiritual practice. Okay. Well, that's going to be our <laughs> spiritual practice for this week. Um, so join us next time. We'll be talking about four-letter words. And until then, say, say yes, yes to, to spirit. spirit. I want to feel the heat with somebody. Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.